Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner with Kendra Sheehan. Switching things up a little bit today because it's March Madness. St. Patty's Day as we're recording. You got your green on. You have I no do green. Not. I have gray. Nothing. <laughs> Zero green in the office, pretty much. But it is a uh, hopefully a lucky St. Patrick's Day for the New Mexico State Aggies, the WAC representative in the NCAA tournament. They win in WAC Vegas again. I believe this is the eighth time since uh, 2011 that the Aggies have won the WAC tournament and Christian's his third trip to the NCAAs. Uh, of course, the COVID year, nobody got to go. And then last year, GCU was the WAC rep- representative. But uh, New Mexico State, very impressive in WAC Vegas. They only got to play two games because a little different format this year. But uh, looked like a team, dare I say, that could make a run in the NCAA tournament. I say dare you do say that <laughs> because they're the 12 seed, which was shocking to a lot of people because of the way that they finished the regular season with that loss to Chicago State and then losing to Stephen F. Austin. But they did come in strong in the tournament, and they, they get the 12 seed, and they're facing off against five-seed Connecticut, UConn, which which a lot of people think, you know, those two teams are very statistically similar in points per game and points allowed. And New Mexico State has some guys that are very experienced. Johnny McCants, who is... (laughs) Father time. Yeah, he's been with the program quite some time. And then you also had Clayton Henry, who were on that 2019 team that nearly upset Auburn. Jabari Rice. Yep, Jabari Rice. People forget about Jabari Rice. Sir Jabari Rice. Don't sleep on him. Right, certainly do not. He actually took some brutal hits in the tournament we went down a couple times but thankfully no one was injured in that in the whole tournament but teddy allen of course was on that sweet 16 west virginia team yeah so he's got some experience so that's that bodes well of course uh yukon has won some national championships yeah out of the big east and the game being in buffalo you talked to adam young in our next segment the voice of the aggies who, who did point out so you go to vegas or pacific time zone Las Cruces is mountain time zone. They go to Buffalo, eastern time zone. Of course, I mean, you just got to play basketball, but, you know, you I, 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 was, I was a bit jet lagged, might we say, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Might have been Monday, lack of sleep. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, at least they only had to play two games, so I feel like they, right. you know, they weren't that team that had to play five games in five days and are just, you know, gassed like Abilene Christian might have been had that been their situation. The right. ACU it, made quite a run through three sure days. They sure did. They had the Cinderella seed there. They were the sixth seed, got through Utah Valley, got through Stephen F. Austin, and then uh, ran into New Mexico State in the championship. Perhaps the game of the tournament, though, was in that semifinal against Grand Canyon. The place was rocking. GCU, New Mexico State, they've uh, been in the championship the three years prior. It did have a championship game feel in that one. It did. And in the semifinals, I mean, that place was packed. That was the first game of our two men's games Mm -hmm. that day. And, I mean... Not that the other teams did not bring fans, but it was a completely different atmosphere when those two teams weren't playing. Grand Canyon had a bunch of Havocs there. They got their, what's his name, uh, Thunder, the Lope, my new best yeah, friend. Yeah, Except when he interrupts my live shots, that he's not my <laughs> new best friend. But <laughs> in, in, <laughs> when we are not talking about, you know, 
whatever. <laughs> not, not, not talking about the mascot in that one. But, yeah, what a great atmosphere it was. And what a great game. I mean, really came down to the wire. Uh, New Mexico State had pulled ahead. Then GCU made it a two-point game with about 20 seconds to go. And then New Mexico State winds up winning by five. But like you said, that experience they had. And I think you could even point to last year a little bit during the COVID year, if you will, uh, where they were not at home at all. They did not get to play in Las Cruces at all in the 2021 season. Had to play in Phoenix, had to play in El Paso. So you talk about building up some resiliency. Jabari Rice was on that team. Johnny McCants was on that. So a lot of these guys went through that as well. And to, to have themselves in a position which will be at 450 Mountain Daylight Time, uh, That'll just be in a few hours from the time we're recording this podcast. And so uh, we'll be excited to watch that. And and good luck to New Mexico State. And uh, we will be rooting because we don't get to root very often as a conference office. We always have to stay neutral. But in uh, this particular case, we can root for New Mexico State. We'll definitely be rooting for New Mexico State. And I think just also the the storylines throughout, at least on the men's side while we're sticking there, have just been pretty incredible. And I'll only say it because we've mentioned it, but Clayton Henry, you can't stop talking about him. Because, I mean, how do you come back from four injuries since 2019-2020 season and you still are playing, you're going each time it's a separate recovery and you know you have every reason to quit and you don't. And another story that I liked a lot from Abilene Christian was Cameron, Tobias Cameron. He's got two first names. <laughs> not, so. not Cameron Steele. <laughs> yeah. Tobias Cameron, yes. Tobias Cameron. I mean, he was a guy that wasn't even being recruited. He was. He's from New Zealand and was in Texas for a high school basketball tournament, and the ACU coaching staff is there. They look over. He, he draws their attention, and they're like, hey, this is a guy we want. He had zero offers, was not being recruited. And, you know, it really – he was a part of their team, but this tournament, his senior year, his tournament, he really exploded. And he was a big reason why they were able to win three games in three days, knock off Utah Valley, a, a very good seven seed, and, and make F. it all the way to the championship. And then Seattle U as well. So yeah. if they would have won – they would have had to have knocked off the one, two, and three seeds, all three co-champions Wild. in the regular season as it played out. They beat Seattle U 78-76. That was a game, again, uh, it looked like ACU maybe was running a little bit out of gas just because they had played the third day in a row. Seattle U, a great team this year, and Chris Victor was the uh, WAC coach of the year, but you know they were in a situation, you, you're going to be playing a great team in the semifinal, and what a great game that was. So just uh, kudos to everybody involved in the tournament. Uh, we had the two sites, the Mandalay Bay on Tuesday, and then went over the Orleans. Of course, presented some challenges, but I think in the you know n- nobody would know the difference. Uh, what what a great job everybody did getting ready for those games, and hat- hats off to our staff, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of long days and. You know, people always said that day five or six, we might all hate each other. I didn't I didn't feel the hate. It didn't was nothing but love all around. We were a little tired, but, you know, it was it was a good time. And on the women's side. Well, well let's, some... let's uh, wrap up the men's oh, side right, first. All right. All right. I'm jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. So on the men's side, we did have, uh, of course, New Mexico State and the NCAAs. Three teams going to the CBI, oh, which yeah, is okay. in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Sounds like a fun place to spend March 
you know, I'm guessing that it's kind of a if spring break destination. It certainly is a spring break destination <laughs> right now. So you have Abilene <laughs> Christian, you have Stephen F. Austin and California Baptist all playing in the CBI tournament. So they have a chance to extend their season. It's a chance for especially a team like California Baptist with a lot of young players, maybe get some more experience. I know Adam mentioned when you interviewed him, Abilene Christian was a team that was supposed to go, I believe, to the Bahamas for a tournament this oh, year yes. and didn't get a chance to go to that. So now they get to go to Daytona Beach for some a, of those for, seniors getting to play together another one last time. Arian Simmons, and, and you, Tobias you, Cameron. <laughs> you just never. Once it's over, it's over. And and as you know, anybody who's ever played a sport's gone through it and. And you really appreciate uh, those extra chances to play. So good luck to all three of those men's teams uh, continuing their season as well. Yeah, very exciting to have uh, some more basketball to continue looking forward to. Now women's basketball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now I'm ready to know when we can jump into it. I don't want to interrupt one more time. So, okay, bas- women's basketball. What a run Stephen F. Austin made in the regular season. They went 18-1, and losing that final game of the regular season to UTRGV. They come in. They just they have only have to play two games to win the championship. They do that, dominate, and they are headed back to the NCAA tournament. That's back-to-back appearances as they They won the Southland Conference Tournament last season. This year, they're going to play University of North Carolina, the five seed. They are also the 12 seed. That will be on Saturday, and they'll be playing in Tucson. Playing in Tucson, so so not uh, not too not far too far away there. And uh, they went seventeen and one, by the way, in the uh, regular season. Uh, seventeen in, in whack play. Uh, just wanted to make that correction. Oh, thank here. you. But uh, I'm jumping the gun <laughs> all over the place today. Uh, a great uh, a great tournament for Mark Kellogg's squad. They they beat Grand Canyon in the championship, seventy four to fifty seven. Uh, they dispatch Utah Valley sixty eight to forty two. So kind of like. Up until that last game when they were almost undefeated in the WAC and then they lose to UTRGV at home, which broke a, a long home winning yeah. streak that they had, a long conference uh, streak that they had. But it, sometimes you need that to refocus you. And that question was asked of Mark Kellogg in the press conference, and he said it's one of those unanswerable questions. You do If they had won, would they have won these two games? I, based on how they played, probably. Yeah. But – Maybe it got them more centered. Uh, Zion Nugent definitely was playing some great basketball. Stephanie Vischer, uh, Mitchell, their their point guard is, is a really good player as well. So that that could be one. Uh, I was glad to see them get a 12 seed because a few years ago we had a really good New Mexico State team win the championship. Wound up getting, I think it was a 14 or a 15 seed, and they sh- probably deserved a higher seed. I had to play Stanford in the first round, who I think won the national championship yeah. that year. And lost by six. I mean, it was like a close first round game and it, so hopefully this is one of those kind of games where uh, the lady jacks could uh could shock some people yeah and we have a whole march madness bracket that we're doing in the office just for fun we That's got right, a men's no one and a women's one you know i forgot to fill out the women's one do i still have time yes yes you do it doesn't close until friday i believe okay so you do have time men's one closed this morning had to make some last minute adjustments to close at 10 15 10 15 i'm on at 10 10 adjusting my bracket didn't help because colorado state lost but you know you know uh 
uh, that, that's the one game as we record this. Well, there's a few <laughs> games, but uh, Colorado State, obviously, we're in Denver. Have some CSU alums in the office yeah. and uh, not too happy about it. Uh, one Shelby Green what about, feeling rather what about, blue. <laughs> <laughs> what about a Dave Chaffin of Michigan feeling rather Well, he went to both great. Michigan and Colorado State. But so he's was, in Michigan. He is. Uh, he is uh, love you blue or whatever their motto <laughs> is. But uh, we also had a couple of other uh, women's basketball teams get bids to the postseason. So we mentioned GCU played in the championship game against Stephen F. Austin. They wind up playing New Mexico on Wednesday night. It's a pretty quick turnaround yeah. after playing in WAG Vegas. They, they had to go to the pit in Albuquerque, and the Lobos really uh, played well and, and uh, end the Lope season 92-72, the final score there. As we record this again on St. Patrick's Day on Thursday, we have a game featuring California Baptist in the WNIT. They will be hosting San Diego that will be, I believe, a 6 p.m. Pacific time start. It's tough to keep track of some of these uh, time zones now that the uh, daylight savings time has taken effect where uh, Arizona does not recognize uh, daylight savings time. They're still on standard time. So technically, they're Mountain Standard Time. We're on Mountain Daylight Time, but Mountain Standard Time is now the same as Pacific Daylight Time. It took me forever just to, I mean, time <laughs> zones with me are just rough anyway, but I felt like I was getting the hang of it when I'm sending out those RTMP codes to the schools, having to put the times. I know when to, you know, okay, yes, which one, and now you just throw a wrench in this, so. We hope they're all correct now. Yeah. So, <laughs> knock on wood, if CBU does win this game, they will play New Mexico in the next round. So, uh, it was set up that uh, GCU could have possibly played CBU yet again. Wow. As, as they played two times in the regular season. Interesting they played in the, setup there. In the WAC tournament. GCU knocked off C- CBU in the WAC tournament. Could have been a fourth matchup. But, uh, Matt, can you beat a team four times in one <laughs> season? It's hard to do three, but it, imagine four. It, it would be tough to do. But uh, CBU, uh, yeah, hopefully they can. Uh, capture their magic from last year's WNIT where they went to the Sweet 16 and knocked off New Mexico, by the way, in last year's Sweet 16. Yeah, and, this uh, last year's WNIT. Ani Oleda's last ride with the Lancers who came back this year and was, you know, a big part of the team. I don't think she necessarily had the best tournament appearance, so you know, it would be nice for you know her to finish on a high note with her team. That would be, and she, uh, she had some sneaky good stats, uh, but yeah, that had a issue with turnovers, especially that last game. But yeah. uh, the and Caitlin Harper just uh, got some recognition as a, an academic. Uh, was it academic all American? Yeah, you know it's always great when we see our athletes excelling in the classroom as well. Caitlin Harper was recognized as a co sida 2021-2022 academic all American. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, there's there's not too many people on there, and so to get that recognition, we always want to emphasis that you're here to get a degree, and so it's nice when we have people take advantage of that and also have pretty great basketball careers as well, as Caitlin Harper has been a huge part of that team. She's the WAC Player of the Year this season, and she also is a senior accounting major uh, and has a 4.0 grade average. Wow. So. Because when you're in accounting, you are taking <laughs> calc, business calc. Yeah. I mean, and averaged 18 points per game, uh, 52.7% shooting. So, yeah, a tremendous season for Caitlin Harper. And uh, you mentioned Oleda. She was also picking up the Defensive Player of the Year award on the uh, women's side. Mark Kellogg, of course, was the uh, coach of the year. Yeah. 
wonderful, terrific, terrific season for all of them. And then Mark Kellogg hoping to continue his run and keep dancing. And hopefully, like I had asked him, this was really funny. So after the after the game, I got to talk to Mark Kellogg for a bit when our team was setting up the stage and the mm-hmm. trophies. And I had mentioned the dancing because if you go on social media, Twitter especially, you'll see Mark Kellogg doing some, I don't know what he's doing in the locker room, but they're throwing water on him. And it's hysterical. And so I had said to him, you know, We've seen some pretty incredible dance moves. Like, what are you going to break out this time? And he's like, I think you're the only one who's ever called my dance moves incredible. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've tried to learn. (laughs) So we'll have to uh, stay tuned, and hopefully we'll see that again. Yeah, if if, if they have another win, definitely. And they they also have a little ritual where when he comes in the locker room, they douse him with water. Yeah. And there's some video of that on social (laughs) media as well. So. Uh, good luck to the Lady Jacks as they face North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. Other sports going on, Kendra. We're, we're well, I mean. We aren't slowing down. We are not slowing down. So with the addition of the four new schools this year, uh, in particular in the sports of baseball and softball, usually we uh, don't start conference play until right about now, maybe a, a week or two from now. We're into conference play already. That that That's that ship has sailed. We've got baseball that's already played three games. We got softball that's played. Some have played six conference games. I mean, we are deep into this season. Not deep, but you know, we we're in it. Right, we're we're into it. Uh, Grand Canyon baseball is off to a great start, and I saw that they have uh, an opportunity to be a, a ranked team this year. Sacramento State's already been in the top twenty-five this year. Uh, Grand Canyon will be hosting a series against Utah Valley this weekend. Sam Houston visits Lamar, UTRGV, Tarleton. So in baseball, they're doing the divisions, the Southwest and West divisions. And then the teams will meet up once we get into uh, Mesa, Arizona again this year for baseball, which is a great facility. Oakland A's uh, spring training stadium at Ho-Ho-Cam Stadium there in Mesa. And it's always a great time at the the end of May. Uh, Sacramento State's going to be visiting Seattle U. We have uh, New Mexico State visiting Dixie. And then California Baptist, I don't know if I mentioned, Stephen F. will be uh, traveling to Abilene Christian. Yale will be uh, visiting California Baptist this weekend as well. And on the softball side, there's also a lot of uh, matchups to look out for. On the women's side, Southwest Division is off to a fast start. Tarleton right now in the lead with 3-0. and Then we got Abilene Christian 4-2. and And then the West Division as well will get underway. Got some big games. So Friday, that'll be tomorrow as we record this on St. Patty's Day. We'll have San Diego visiting Sam Houston. So our conference matchup will be Lamar at Stephen F. Austin. That's at noon. Lamar at Stephen F. Austin again at two. Uh, what they refer to as a double header in the business. What once would one would call a double header? I just, I, you know, it's. You're it's still, still recovering from Vegas. Yeah. Well, Utah Tarleton, Valley. if we if we back up to a second, Tarleton three and zero in the conference, seventeen and seven overall. What what a start for the Texans, and again, just their second year in Division One. Right now on top of the Southwest Division stands again. Stephen F. Austin is the team picked to win. Uh, had a lot of players coming back, and, and they've Pitcher played a of- very tough schedule so far. But uh, hats off to Tarleton and, and the start they've had uh, as they are now 3-0 and in the conference. Yeah, and we'll look at, um, as we continue down, we got you know Utah Valley, we'll visit Dixie State, California Baptist, Seattle U, Tarleton at Abilene Christian, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, California Baptist at Seattle U. We saw, we've seen a lot of Southwest Division Conference games, but on the west side, that'll get kick-started this week. Grand Canyon, New Mexico Swing State. Star- no, that's terrible. <laughs> Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, a good rivalry, pretty much in all sports. 
not just yeah. basketball and softball's no exception there and that's uh that'll be their first conference games this week uh, for the teams that play in the west division we're also not too far away i mean i know we're just getting done with whack vegas and we're like trying to catch our breath a little bit here in the conference office but we can't we can't because we got uh, women's golf their championship will be coming up uh, a month from tomorrow wow <laughs> that's going to be at the wow. river hill uh, country club in kerrville texas and you that'll don't be have the pleasure of going to that one april 18th through the 20th and then also the WAC tennis championships will also be taking place April 22nd through the 24th, so just over a month away in Beaumont, Texas, at the Beaumont Municipal Tennis Center. Uh, that'll be uh, near the campus of Lamar University, so that will be exciting as well. You get to go to that one, and then yeah, men's I'm golf. to see some good tennis. Uh, we're, we're still uh, putting together uh, <laughs> what's going to be happening there. April 29th through May 1st, that will be back at Boulder Creek Golf Club in Boulder City, Nevada, about 30 minutes outside of Vegas, uh, same place we had the championships last year. Oh, man, you, you don't want to go back to that? Well, we'll have to see <laughs> uh, because I'm uh, still efforting uh, getting a uh, photographer out there. Oh, okay, okay. and screeching (laughs) and well anywho as we are continuing down our rundown hacks to beat a cold (laughs) hacks to beat a cold is a little congested still here yeah you know it was there was a lot of lack of sleep this week and i think it just caught up to uh to a couple of us at the office well as we're here in denver we had a uh, A winter storm warning I think I've told you, so March is actually the snowiest month in the state of Colorado. Get my snowboarding going. Well, if you noticed, it's a heavy, wet snow, so it's not the best for, like, snowboarding skiing. It is good for for, uh, lawns and for fire prevention. Great. Because it's a very wet snow, not not necessarily the best stuff to be uh, sliding around in. Uh, well, you know, you got to take what you can get here. So I'll, I'll... <laughs> but the, the second snowiest month in the state of Colorado, by the way, is April. Oh, so, so it's coming up. So we're hitting prime <laughs> prime season. I got my Epic Pass. I got to go. But, yeah, we're, we're trying to beat a cold over here at the office. But, yeah, you know, we're all trying trying to stay healthy and uh keep you know we gotta we can't slow down we can take a little bit of a pause recap but i mean baseball softball under we got to keep going and st patrick's day i don't really appreciate that i'm the only one wearing green in this podcast room right now well you know i am i even uh, have my shamrock as a, like a it's a headband and yeah. it is super cute i wish you guys could all see that this that, is now, audio but now she and that's a that's an irish yeah name, no correct? i am irish yeah. i have my dad one year got us all um beer glasses that say for like the luck of the irish sheehan or something and yeah it was my dad's like here even when you change your last name when you get married you'll always have a sheehan piece with you i'm like okay so we got this it's our holiday is what we call it so i am also irish oh danner no mom's side okay but like hardcore irish oh yeah so this your holiday too yeah so that's why i cannot wear green i mean because I'm already Irish, so it doesn't matter. You ha- then you have to wear extra green. You have to go all out, <laughs> all green. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure the people in Ireland like don't like how Americans celebrate St. Patrick's Day. You know, one 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 year I'm going to go to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. It's gonna be crazy. That's that's a great plan. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know when it. Well, actually, it will never happen if I'm working in sports. <laughs> <because> <laughs> During the NCAA tournament, not the greatest. I just time. gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe when I retire and I'm 85, I'll finally get out there. 
That'll be pretty sweet. Speaking of uh, St. Patrick's Day, we're going to have Adam Young. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to come up with some sort of segue. Uh, Adam (laughs) Young, the voice of New Mexico State, uh, the director of broadcasting at New Mexico State. You had a great conversation with him that aired on your show that we just debuted. Tourney Time. Called Tourney Time with Kendra. Yes. And uh, we're kind of kind of Road to Wag Vegas continued, if you will. And so that's already aired on that, but we'll replay that interview for the podcast here. Coming up next on the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, Visit HerculesTires.com. And we have Adam Young joining us. He's the voice of the Aggies. He did play-by-play at Vegas in our WAC tournament, so he knows everything about New Mexico State and also was a part of our postseason WAC Vegas tournament coverage. Adam, how are you doing? Are you feeling good after a, a busy week in Vegas? I'm doing well, Kendra. Thanks for having me. Uh, Vegas for a week, so that's a long time in Vegas. So we're uh, we're back uh, to normal, I guess you can say, and it's a busy week here uh, with men's basketball heading out to Buffalo. Football just started today for spring ball, so there's uh, there's a few things going on here as well. It doesn't slow down, does it? It doesn't. We have baseball, softball this weekend, so uh, it, it still feels like crossover season around here. <laughs> Well, New Mexico State, exciting, won the WAC tournament, so they get an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. We found out on Selection Sunday they were the 12 seed, and they will face number five Connecticut at Buffalo. So you just mentioned there was just a a send-off for them, so they hit the road. First, I want to ask you about the seeding because we saw in this video that was posted, head coach Chris Jans almost spit out his water as he wasn't expecting the Aggies to be seeded at the 12 spot. He was more expecting a 13 or 14. Do you really believe it's all that shocking for New Mexico State to have that 12 seed? Yeah, I think a lot of people were really surprised, Kendra. Uh, During the course of the week, folks were saying if the Aggies did win, They'd likely be a 14. I think 13 was best case scenario for a while there. So everybody was surprised when they got the 12 seed. Uh, they've been a 12 seed before, so that is not, you know, unfamiliar territory for them. But it was certainly surprising. Uh, the loss to Chicago State there in the, the final week and a half of the regular season, a lot of folks thought that was going to cost them at least one seed line, maybe two. Um, so pre-Chicago State, people were saying 11 or 12. And then you lose to Chicago State and then at home to Stephen F. Austin. And you felt like going into Vegas, if we get these two wins, it's probably going to be a 14. So that was definitely surprising. I love Chris Jans's reaction uh, right when it happened. And uh, UConn, I think, is, is a good draw. Um, you know, whoever you're going to play, if you're in that 12-5 game and you're the 12 seed, it's going to be a really good program. And UConn is well coached by Danny Hurley. And uh, they're big. They're big. They're physical. It's a Big East school. Um, the Aggies will have their hands full coming up on Thursday. With that UConn seed, a lot of people are saying that's that's a best-case scenario, obviously, with the 12 seed facing UConn because statistically the teams are very similar in terms of points average per game and points allowed per game. What do you make of this matchup? Well, I think the Aggies, Kendra, are, are built 
better now to match you up against a power five school like a UConn that's really physical and big down low. They're deep. Um, unlike the Aggies, it's pretty balanced scoring attack for them. You know, the Aggies have Teddy Allen, who's averaging almost 20 points per game. And UConn is more balanced. A lot of guys who contribute. Uh, but the physicality is what really jumps out at you when you watch some film on UConn is they're a typical Big East program where they're big. Um, they're big at the guard position, but the Aggies are as well. And that's been a point of emphasis the last couple of years with Chris Giannis is trying to get bigger across the board. And this is his biggest uh, team that he's had since he's been here. I don't think it's his best rebounding team or his most physical team, but it's his biggest team. So uh, the eye test on paper, when you, when you watch a mid-major matchup against a power five, it looks very similar, which is uh, it's, it's cool to see. I mean, Chris Giannis hasn't had a, a team with this kind of size in his time here. Now, how much does distance really play a factor into this New Mexico State having to travel all the way to Buffalo, where it's obviously a much shorter distance for UConn in such a short amount of time from Vegas and then having to fly right out to Buffalo? How much does that, if anything, play a factor? Yeah, that's a good point. I think that that's the only downside of this particular matchup is they do have to go to Buffalo, which is not an easy travel trip. Uh, they're hopping on an airplane here in about an hour as we tape this. They did practice earlier today here on campus. Um, so it is a short turnaround. They came back on, on Sunday from Vegas and then had yesterday to, to kind of regroup. And then you get back on a plane, but you know you don't play till Thursday. So I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, bouncing across all these time zones might be you know somewhat of an issue, right? I mean, you go from the mountain time zone to Vegas and now you're hopping over to Buffalo. So that's, that's an adjustment and um, I don't know. I, I, you know, they're 21 year old kids. I guess they can, they can handle it. Right. I mean, it might be a little harder for the coaches and those kind of people, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see if that does play a factor. But at this point, Kendra, I mean, you're in the big dance, um, you know, you'll go wherever they, they take you. So they're happy to be in Buffalo. They're happy to have this matchup and um, have an opportunity to pull off a big upset and uh, win their first NCAA tournament game in, in quite some time. Yeah, and, and this is a team that has some experience that could potentially pull off that upset. Johnny McCants, Clayton Henry, both on that 2019 team that almost upset Auburn. And then Teddy Allen, a guy who was on West Virginia's Sweet 16 team. How much does having that experience at the veteran level and guys that have been into this position help this team? That's a good point. You know, Teddy Allen as well. Teddy played very well in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago at West Virginia. And uh, Johnny McCants had a good game against Auburn. Henry saw a lot of minutes. Jabari Rice has played in an NCAA tournament game. So um, that's a unique situation where you have a mid-major that's been there before um, and has guys with that kind of experience. And it's one of those things where, you know, you see this in Vegas as well at the conference tournament you could have some rust to knock off early on. There's some of those, some of those jitters and that kind of stuff and nervousness early on. And uh, the Aggies might still have that, but they have guys with tourney experience that can, uh, that can really help the younger guys along and make sure that uh, they get off to a good start and they're not, you know, behind the eight ball out of the shoot. Now, Teddy Allen is a special player. And when I was at Vegas, the fans, one, New Mexico State's fans, they certainly travel in numbers. They filled up the Orleans Arena quite a bit, but they were cheering when he had stepped off the floor. Now, he didn't play superb in that championship game, but he was the MVP of the tournament. Um, and he has that, you know, presence. But how much have you seen him buy 
into this program, working with head coach Chris Jans. He's jumped around to a lot of college programs, and for him to show up for New Mexico State and show out the way he did this season, how much has that helped shape this team? Yeah, that's been really cool to see. I mean, he's completely bought in, uh, both offensively and defensively. He's a great teammate. Um, if you read all this stuff about him coming in, you wouldn't understand who he is. And um, he's come a long way. You know, he's been pretty consistent this year. He's been in some foul trouble the last couple of games. But overall, he's been really consistent scoring the basketball this year. He rebounds at a really high level this year. Um, he's been defending just fine. And uh, if there's one person that you want to single out and say, if this guy has a really good game, the Aggies have a great shot, it's Teddy Allen. I mean, he has the ability to go out there and score 30-32 against anybody. And he has the experience against power five competition. So right now, New Mexico state fans know a lot about Teddy Allen. And there's a lot of folks around the country that know his story and know about him. But if he has a really good couple of weeks here in March madness, that Teddy Allen story is going to kind of take things over. And I'm excited to see him excited to see the guys. And, um, you know, it's not always a star that, that really shines in March. It, it could be a Mario McKinney or, a Will McNair that makes a big play down the stretch that, uh, you know, that really helps propel the Aggies to an upset win. So we'll see who steps up. They have a lot of pieces that was on full display in Vegas. Teddy didn't play much in the championship game and they played just fine. So I think they have the depth to, uh, to make some noise here early on. Well, one of those guys that stepped up when Teddy Allen didn't have that great game was Clayton Henry. He had the team high yeah. in that championship game. And when you look at his story, he's a four-year guy with the program, but since 2019, 2020, he's had four separate injuries and he's a guy who had every reason to quit and just kept going. That's a guy whose story is just so powerful. Hopefully we're going to talk to him in the coming weeks, but how much has he helped this team in, in little ways that, you know, don't necessarily always show up on the stat sheet. You root for a guy like him, Kendra, because like you mentioned, he's dealt with four different injuries. He could have quit a long time ago. He chose to come back like the others, and then he comes back and he gets hurt again. And, you know, got to the point where I, I was telling somebody, like, how much adversity can this guy take in? And each time he did it, he rehabbed, he got better, um, and he found a way. And to, to watch him have success in the conference tournament and now, get the chance to go back to the NCAAs. That's why he came back. That's why Johnny McCants came back and Donnie Tillman and uh, this core group of seniors that um, took advantage of that extra COVID waiver year. So um, he's a cool story. And um, like you said, too, I, I think, you know, in March Madness, a lot more people might know about his story if he has success. And same with Teddy Allen and everybody's got a story. And um, you know, hopefully they have success and they can tell that story to the rest of the country. Lastly, before we switch over to the women, Johnny McCants, of course, another guy with an incredible story, but he's a guy who has a reputation for playing big in big time games. And he, you know, he's, he's the hometown guy. He's been with the program for a long time. He came back. He was obviously very emotional in that championship game. There were pictures of him, you know, in tears, holding the trophy He's a guy who I can see really, you know, leading this team, especially in the NCAA tournament. But how much have you seen him grow and continue to grow uh, since you first started uh, with the program? Yeah, he's turned into a leader. Um, he's grown a lot. Um, he's matured a lot. Um, you know, I, I think maybe having the baby, you know, open some open some things up for him as well, as far as, you know, you, then you realize, okay, you're not just supporting yourself, you're also supporting a family. And um, he's been really good the last month or so. Um, he's another guy just like Henry, who's battled some injuries this year. 
um, and battled some injuries his entire career. But each time he finds a way to bounce back, he's resilient. Um, and I feel like right now, the last month or so, he's probably playing his best basketball he has collegiately. And um, you're right, too. I mean, he, he's played really well in big games. I mean, he's played well in the NCAA tournament before. Um, I think back to when the Aggies played Kansas a couple of years ago when he was good. Um, he's a big time player. He really rises up to the moment. And um, hopefully that'll be the case again this week because he's the glue guy. I mean, he's he's a big part of what they do offensively and defensively. That game will be Thursday, 450 Mountain Time. You can watch that on TNT. That'll be Mexico State taking on UConn. For the women, we have Stephen F. Austin, who won our WAC tournament, earning automatic bid, and they will take on North Carolina on Saturday in Arizona. SFA claiming the 12 seed, UNC the 5 seed. Mark Kellogg's group is going dancing back-to-back years. What do you make of this matchup? Well, like we were talking about with the Aggie men, uh, Stephen F. Austin's big and physical, and I, I think they're built to match up with the Power 5 school, and they almost beat Georgia Tech a year ago. Um, really talented team. They force a lot of turnovers, um, and it's it's a balanced team as well. You know, Vischer kind of leads the way offensively as far as scoring, but Nugent had a really good tournament. Uh, the point guard Mitchell is an outstanding player, and um, what they did last year in the NCAA tournament, almost pulling off that upset against Georgia Tech, I think it gives them a lot of confidence going into this particular 12-5 matchup. So, um, you know, we'll see if they can rise up to the challenge. They had a remarkable conference season, one of the best that we've seen in recent memory. They lost one conference game, and that was in their regular season finale. So we'll see if they can finish off what they started, um, pull off an upset, which would be great for the WAC. But just like the men's side, I think this 12-5 matchup is, is a very winnable game for SFA. Now, the Lady Jacks went, you know, 18-1, and one, I believe, on the season. They, but they weren't playing spectacular down the final stretch, obviously losing that last game. But then they come into the WAC tournament. They're very dominant in both the games that they play. And how much does confidence and getting that momentum back play a role into, you know, upsetting this five seed? Well, it was interesting because about a week ago, Kendra, we were talking about how New Mexico State kind of sputtered into the conference tournament, right? They had lost two of their final three, and uh, Stephen F. Austin, the men's side, was playing so well, and it just comes down to one game. You know, Stephen F. Austin's men losing the quarterfinals in their first game, and then on the women's side, Stephen F. Austin regrouped. They found that gear again and played very well in their two games in Vegas, so you know, I, I think we make a lot about how teams finish in the regular season, but then you have that week off and you get to postseason play and things can change. And, um, you know, both those top schools in the, uh, in, in the respective men's and women's side kind of got back on track, you know, those couple of days in Vegas. And now they'll try to carry that over into, into the NCAA tournament. And that's a shorter turnaround than what it was going from the end of the regular season into Vegas. So, um, you know, hopefully that shorter turnaround will help them you know, kind of carry over what they did in Vegas. Stephanie Vischer obviously has been a huge component to that team. First team all whack this season. What have you seen from her during the tournament? She was in, she's actually in our top play candidate this week because of some of her incredible uh, baskets that she had throughout the tournament. But how is she a, a player that can take this team to the next level as well? Well, like I said earlier, I mean, it's, it's a balanced scoring attack for SFA, but I feel like she's the most valuable piece because she does so many things well. She's a big guard. She rebounds well. She can score three different levels. She defends at a really high level, and she has a lot of experience. So um, in a lot of ways, I, I think she's kind of the extension of the head coach, Mark Kellogg, on the floor, and she knows exactly what he wants, 
And, you know, where they're really good, Kendra, is they're big, they're long, they have good length, and they know how to force turnovers. And if they can kind of turn up the pressure against North Carolina and put North Carolina in some tough situations, um, that would bode well for them. But, I mean, they're extremely talented defensively, and we saw that on full display this year in conference play. Now, can they do that against North Carolina? That's the big question coming into this week. We'll also have three teams, three men's teams that will be playing in the CBI, Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, California Baptist. What kind of opportunity does this postseason play, especially maybe for a team like Abilene Christian that can have guys uh, like Arian Simmons and Makai Morris all play together another time, and then other teams get a chance to get some postseason experience as well? Yeah, that's really cool to see. And Abilene Christian, of course, had that Cinderella magical run in the conference tournament just couldn't finish it off there in the finals but um, they're playing really well and they played well down the stretch in the regular season so I saw some interviews with uh, Brett Tanner their head coach yesterday and they're really excited they were supposed to go to the Bahamas this year and uh, they couldn't because of COVID so now they get to go to Daytona Beach and and that's cool they still get a a, a good trip you know during the course of the season then you know I look at a California Baptist Kendra and they're pretty young. Like Taryn Armstrong's only a freshman. Trey Armstrong's only a sophomore. Nottage is only a sophomore. So more games for the year youngsters um, into postseason play um, should bode well. So, you know, it's great to see these, these schools playing in the postseason. It looks great for the WAC. Um, you know, the more schools that are in the postseason, the better it looks for the league. And we saw in Vegas, and I told a lot of people this um, during the course of the tournament, that was the best tournament that I've been a part of Um, the quarterfinals had a championship game feel to it. Even the first day games are on Tuesday when, you know, it's, it's Tuesday and the finals is until Saturday. It just felt like high level basketball. So um, there's a lot of really good programs right now in the conference, both on the men's side and the women's side. And, uh, you know, we'll see if, uh, if some of these teams can make long tournament runs, whether it be the NCAAs or the CBI. So Adam Young, always such great insights and a great job uh, doing play-by-play for WAC Vegas. Did a number of games there, men's and women's. Uh, hard to find anybody who knows more about basketball in this conference. Maybe uh, maybe Kyle McDonald and Adam Young, maybe uh, 1A, 1B there. Yeah, and we had Kyle McDonald on to give us a preview before WAC Vegas. Adam Young providing a lot of insight, especially on New Mexico State as we look forward to cheering them on at 4.50 Mountain Time. Nobody missed that. Hope this <laughs> podcast is out by then, but... <laughs> But, yeah, no, he's always great to talk to, and he, he provides a lot of, you know, insight for us. So we're always happy. So to hopefully on. our little watch party turns out better than the last watch party we had. So last year with COVID, we didn't really – weren't able to do it. Oh, um, right. When GCU played Iowa. So the last one we really had was – Zoom party. 19 when we had uh, New Mexico State play Auburn. My sister's alum. I don't know. Went to overtime. Auburn wins. Auburn goes to the Final Four was a heartbreaker for the WAC office yeah. in that one. But uh, hopefully, I don't know. Do you have a good feeling about this one? I do. I really do. I think this is a team that, you know, is not to be doubted. I think they've got – I mean, look at the guys on there. They're big guys. They can match up with a Big East team. I think this is the year. I mean, if any year is going to be it, it's going to be this year. They've got Johnny McCants. They've got the duo. They've got Teddy Allen, Clayton Henry, Jabari Rice. Those guys all on the floor, if they can stay out of foul trouble, done. Done deal, done, dusted. I think Teddy Allen is is the (laughs) X factor there because he could 
possible you know he, he's got the experience and he's got the ability to score 40 points in a game yeah and he just he needs to <laughs> <laughs> he can't do what he did in the championship well game. i mean but the thing is they can still win without him without him which is a good sign but against a team like connecticut you're going to need all all hands on deck yeah so hopefully that will be the case and that uh We'll be talking uh, next week about a uh, continuation of uh, New Mexico State's basketball season. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. So, fingers crossed. The lo- may the luck of the Irish be with the Aggies. <laughs> All right. So for uh, Adam, thank you for Adam Young for joining us today, and thanks to Kendra Sheehan uh, and myself. Uh, should I thank myself like John Elway in the press conference? Uh, always. And thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.